Welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show. Every Monday, Father Charles Murr will be with us talking about the life of Christ and using Archbishop Fulton Sheen's book, and hopefully it will help you fall deep in love with Jesus Christ. Father Murr, thanks for making this big commitment once a week to talk <laughs> to talk about the life of Christ using Fulton Sheen's book. It's it, it, a commitment. A yeah. commitment. It's a joy. It's yeah. a joy, Terry. Well, it is for me too. Terry, yeah. Terry. Go before ahead. we begin, sure. before we begin, Absolutely. you and I were having a, a, a conversation. I thought it was being, I thought it was being taped. Oh, it wasn't being no. taped. Let's have it again because I think <laughs> some of the things that were, some of the things that we said were very important, very, very good. I would. You want to? You want to? Uh, yeah. You want to go over those? Yeah, I do. And and I want to just say that we were talking before the show, and I said to Father Murr. That I said, you know, when I think of Fulton Sheen and uh, what he's done for me on my Catholic faith 44 years ago, when I first heard Life is Worth Living on record, already on LPs, that dates me, and how it that helped does a little fall, bit. Yeah, fall in love with Jesus, I said to Father, today in the modern church, I believe that one of the reasons many people in the modern church hierarchy dislike Fulton Sheen is not just because he was a television Emmy Award-winning program, I believe because he talked so much about the cross. As a matter of fact, I don't think you can—he uh, preached one thing about Christ and him crucified throughout his life. And for the modern church, especially, I will say, the last 10 years, we haven't heard much about that. And if we did, that was kind of like poo-poo. That's my take. But what about you? Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's exactly true. It's exactly right. You hit it right on the head. Uh, it is the fear. As a matter of fact, Sheen calls it exactly that fear of the cross. Yeah, he talks about a new phobia. Uh, <laughs> That's right. And it, and it and it and it is the fear of the cross. What is the cross? When when Sheen is talking about that, he's talking about dying to oneself. Yes. He's talking about discipline. He's talking about sacrificing your goods. For the good of others. Amen. That's the cross. That's the cross. And uh, whether people know it or not, each one of us has a cross. Amen. A lot of people spend uh, a lot of time of their life, they spend years avoiding it, avoid lo looking at it, watching it, seeing it, uh, examining it. But we all have a cross. We're given that in life. And uh, Fulton J. Sheen uh, was... I know he was big in your life. I know. I know yeah. he he really spoke to your soul, Terry. Big time, big time. And and uh, I don't know that he turned you around because I don't think you were ever on a bad path. I was lukewarm though before Sheen. I was lukewarm, Father. I, I didn't really, really understand the series. Well, I was a child. Yeah, I was fourteen when I first heard. Oh yeah. And Sheen's, yeah. you know, so I was kind of like trying to figure things out, and he helped me keep my tr keep track on the on the truth of the gospel which I really hadn't had in the you know my 14 years you're still trying to figure things out but he gave me direction that I'll never ever forget yeah it's true you know he was uh he made he made a comment one time that I re I remember reacting to okay he said that uh many parents had written him mm -hmm saying how surprised they were that their children were glued to the television <laughs> watching him. Yeah. Their children who were not of any age to really understand what he was talking about, because Sheen talked about some heavy philosophy and heavy theology. He had a, he had a fantastic way about him. And this is, this is, this is his, uh, 
his uniqueness. Mm -hmm. He could take the most complex philosophical, psychological, and theological arguments, digest them, and give them to his audience in a way that was palpable, yep. that was understandable. Was it, and with always, always with just a delightful touch of, I would say, Irish humor. Amen. I, I, is it, right? Amen. It's a little bit Irish. It's American, but a little bit Irish. Oh, yeah. He's got that. But but the, he was, they were always surprised, these parents, that their children, who could not understand him, were glued to the television. Yeah. And he said this, he, he explained that this way. He said, I believe that children can see and understand sincerity. Yes. I, I, he said, I think they perceive sincerity. And when they see it and they find it, they're attracted to sincerity. Amen. That's why. That's why it's such a scandal. That's why it's it's so harmful. It's it's outrageously hurtful to play with the trust of those children. Wow. Right. Amen. That's, that's you know, but but that's what he noticed, and and it's true because his sincerity came across. Yes. Also, also something that I'd like to say. Sure, tell. Uh, in my life, I listened to him when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. We all did. We all did. And we were at Terry, we were mesmerized. Oh, I didn't course. understand. I didn't understand 80% of what he was saying. Yeah. But we were mesmerized by this man who so nobly explained with such great seemingly with such great ease. Mm-hmm. You know, I read later on, uh, I think he, he revealed that in uh what what's it, what is his autobiography? Uh, treasure in clay. Treasure Treasure in, Treasures in Treasures in Clay. He said that for every one hour of preaching or television, uh, uh, you know, a presentation, he spent three hours preaching in a mirror. Yeah, and he would do it in foreign languages. Right. To 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 re, to to get it to get it more situated, more solidly uh, in him. I mean, fantastic, fantastic. But we saw that, and and I didn't really appreciate Sheen. Until I was, uh, until I made a retreat with him. Yes. Very near my 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 priesthood, wow. my ordination to wow. the priesthood. Uh, I, I think I was already a deacon, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, I went to the Camaldolese Camaldolese uh, monastery outside of Frascati uh, in La Toscana in in uh, in Tuscola. And right above the hills, in the hills, right above Frascati. And I brought along a whole set of tapes. <laughs> were, were, they, were they called eight track? No, not eight track. No, what cassette, were they? The, the cassette tapes. Cassette, cassette tapes. My gosh, Terry, it's, you know, it's rained a lot since that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you think? My gosh. Anyway, I brought the, I brought a whole set. They were in a, they were in a, a plastic uh, sort of suitcase. Yes. And I brought the whole thing with me, and for one week, survived on Fulton J. Sheen alone. Wow! And it was and it was absolutely fantastic. I, I I gave two lectures to myself in the morning, two in the afternoon. Then, of course, there was mass and office between, and it was the most fulfilling retreat. I look back on it with a almost with a, with a beautiful nostalgia. It was it, it really helped make me a, a, a cognizant 
of what I was going to do, what I was about to do to become a priest, he spoke to me uh, fantastically. One other thing that I should mention, if I may. Yes, please. Uh, over approximately 500,000 people converted to Catholicism from the United States alone in the 1950s. Wow. 1940s and 50s. And of the, I mean, many more than that converted, but 500,000 attributed their conversion to Fulton J. Sheen. Yep. I mean, he was the, he was, he was the, he was the man who, who caught their souls. Incredible. Uh, and, and, and brought them to Christ. So this man is a, is a great man. And as I, as I was saying to before the, before the program began, to me, it doesn't make one bit of difference if he's a canonized saint or not, not at all. Because I pray to him every day. He's a saint as far as as far as I'm concerned. And Terry, I, as I said before, if he's not in heaven, Terry, you you and you and I. <laughs> oh yeah. What what about us? Where, where are we where are we destined for? Now that that's that's it. But he but a magnificent magnificent man. I had the occasion to speak with him by phone. Wow. One time. Wow. He was at Saint Agnes. He was at Saint Agnes in the city, and I I spoke by phone. When I was a deacon, I wanted to meet with him. We couldn't meet, but I remember his kindness on, on the phone. Now, I'll tell you something else, too. Let me just say one, one other thing. This is something that you won't hear from, from anybody, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, the rector of, of St. Joseph Dunwoody. I know. Mm -hmm. Seminary, right? The rector there, I should know his name. I should be ashamed that I forgot it. It's a good Irish name. Is but, it O'Connor? Uh, O'Connor? No. No. Okay, because no. I know the seminary well, but okay. When it, I, I'm thinking O'Brien, but I'm not sure. Okay. But uh, actually, actually, we were we were kind of close friends. That's why it embarrasses me. Yeah. I'm telling you, this getting old business it's, it's is no 50 fun. Years ago, come on, forty years ago. Go ahead. Yeah, but Terry, Terry, we had I had a worker with me for for four years. Yeah. And the last time I saw her was two years ago. For four years, she was she she worked for me. Wow. And, the, I, and it's been a, a two years since I've seen her. Yes. I was trying to remember her name yesterday. It, it almost drove me crazy. Yep. Anyway, I'm getting I'm getting sidetracked here. But yes. this this man this man, when he was a seminarian. Yes. Later he later became the rector of the seminary. But when he was a seminarian for Cardinal Spellman. Wow. Spellman had Spellman had the. The uh, uh, a program set up. He wanted all of the seminarians in the, all of the, in theology to to be part of the 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 staff at St. Patrick's Cathedral wow. for a week or two weeks. They would change and change and change mm -hmm. so that they knew they could meet the archbishop. They could meet the auxiliaries. There was more of a of a of a, of a community because New York is a very difficult place for people to know each other. I bet. Right? You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show, Father Charles, where it's Monday. That means we're talking about the life of Christ by Bishop Fulton Sheen. Stay with us with more on the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. We're going to talk more about the life of Christ. Stay with us. Welcome back. Indeed, Terry and Jesse show up on Mondays. Father Charles Murray and myself will be talking about the life of Christ, and it's Bishop Sheen's greatest book, in my opinion. Father Murray, you're telling a story, and then I want to share 
back in 1978, what happened to me personally regarding Fulton Sheen that was a, a really important a connection for my apostolate here for the last 44 years. So let's continue that story you were telling. Well, you know, I was just trying to look up during the during the the break sure. the name of the, the the name of the rector of Dunwoody, St. Joseph's Dunwoody, but I couldn't find it. If he's listening to this program, please forgive me, Father. It's my old age. It's not my <laughs> it's not my high esteem for you. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, he was telling me that as a seminarian, he was assigned at this time to St. Patrick's, mm -hmm. and it was during Holy Week. Mm -hmm. So Fulton J. Sheen was going to speak the, the, the seven last words from the pulpit of St. Patrick's Cathedral. Wow. All right. So he arrived. So and, and, and the rector at that time was a seminarian. Mm -hmm. So he was in charge of the of the door. Well, Bishop Sheen arrived and there was absolutely no one in the house. <laughs> no one was there. Yeah. And he looked around and he said, well, where is everybody? I, I, they, you know, they're supposed to be here. He said, well, they've been, they've, they're a little bit busy. Well, he didn't like that at all. He didn't like that at all because I, I, I don't know what, he had something to discuss with one or one or two of them. And he was a little bit uh, uh, upset, a little bit, a little bit kind of nose out of joint sure. over that, right? And, and this priest, who was a seminarian at the time, was a little bit scandalized by that. Uh -huh. Not scandalized, but but he said, "Is this the great Fulton J. Sheen?" And, 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 you know, you said, he was in his presence. He wanted, you know, he didn't know whether to melt or genuflect <laughs> or what. You know? and, and he was a little bit, he was a little bit put off by that, by that. Uh, where is everybody? They should be here, you know, that kind of thing. He, and then then he's, he he. I remember we were at dinner in New York, and he said he looked right at me and said. I've got to tell you, 20 minutes later, a half an hour later, he stepped up to the pulpit in St. Patrick's Cathedral, mm -hmm. and I was there, and he opened his mouth and began to speak about the passion of Christ. And he said, anything that bothered me about him before melted away, <laughs> He said it was just, it was absolutely gone. He said, I'd never heard somebody speak that way because he didn't just speak with an eloquent vocabulary that he had, an eloquent vocabulary, uh, and, and, and masterfully uh, uh, controlled the language just beautifully. Not just that, he knew what he was talking about because he lived what he was talking about, and that came through. Anyway, this this priest said he was absolutely you know, just absolutely uh, uh, taken, mm -hmm. just taken, inspired by, by this man. And he thought to himself, just a half an hour ago, I wasn't too crazy about the way he, he arrived at the door. <laughs> I bet, I bet. Hey, he's human. All of that melted away. Of All of that melted away. Of course. And this is, this is, this is, this is what Fulton J. Sheen, some people criticize him, Terry, yeah. when he was made bishop in Rochester. Right. They said he was not a good administrator. Right. I heard that. Well, whether he was or whether he wasn't, let's say he wasn't. Let's yeah. say they're absolutely correct. Fair enough. So what? <laughs> that was, his gift, his gift wasn't to administer a diocese. Right. His gift was to preach Christ and he did it on fire. Amen. Right? Amen. So very well. Anyway. Very good, Father. Hey, you were gonna say, 
Steve did for your life. Well, no, I, I will just say this, Father uh, Father Charles, is this. What happened to me back in 1978, many people realize, because I've, written, I've put this in my book, How to Share Your Faith with Anyone, they say, what got you motivated? What got you fired up to start distributing Catholic audio talks? I said, well, it was Fulton Sheen. I uh, <clears throat> listened to his records when I was uh, getting some wisdom teeth pulled, and so for two or three days, I was out of commission, and I listened. Re- but re- but replenishing your wisdom. Yeah, there you go, but replenishing my wisdom. Oh, that was a good connection. So I listened to these recordings for three days straight, okay, other than when I was sleeping, and I was so moved by it. I thought, wow, this is fantastic. So I wrote to the Propagation of the Faith, because it said Propagation of the Faith in 1965 records. So I wrote to them telling them, hey, I really like this, these records. Is it possible I could get permission to put these on cassette tapes? Because really nobody's really listening to LPs in the late 1970s. They're more into cassette tapes. And uh, they've just said, run along. We could care less. There's no copyright. Just do what you want to do with them because it's old. Okay, so I did. So I started putting advertisements in the National Catholic Register or Sunday Visitor and different Catholic periodicals with Archbishop Sheen's Life is Worth Living. And I think I sold it for $29.95. So $30, you got 25 cassette tapes. And like Father said, a little plastic, like uh, a suitcase. And so I started selling those, and I was doing, you know, hundreds of those a day. They were moving out. It's like I was shocked. I was having a hard time producing and getting them out. Well, just a few months after that, I went to the Religious Ed Congress in Los Angeles. And it's not known for its orthodoxy even back in the late 70s. And I was so excited. And here I am, just in my early 20s. And I'm like, wow, I can't wait to get these Fulton Sheen cassettes out to the priests, especially, because so they could preach, you know, Christ and Him crucified. Hey, let's do it. So I get yes, out there, yes, yes. young guy, man. I thought I see a priest come by. I said, Father, you got to hear this. This I've got Bishop Sheen's life is worth living. This is going to be great material for your homilies. And he looks at me like almost in sympathy and says to me, young man, you're wasting your time. What? Yeah. Wasting my time. He says, Fulton Sheen is, I'll never forget, he used the word antiquated. Nobody needs to hear that man anymore. Well, I have great respect for people like you, dressed like you, Father Murr, but inside of me, it was fighting words, okay? I said, Absolutely. I, I said to Absolutely. I said, no, Father, I, I said, well, Father, no problem. You have a great day. But inside of me, I said, I'm going to make him eat that. I am going <laughs> to. He got me so motivated to say, he's wrong. Fulton Sheen is just what the church needs today. So I started you know, promoting him back in the late 70s, and here it is, 2023. Now, not only Scott Hahn, but Dr. Scott Hahn, we started with just a number of audio recordings. Someone told me that they did the calculations. I really don't know, but they said over the years, you're well over 30 million uh, recordings because, you know, the distribution that you had through Lighthouse Catholic Media and St. Joseph Communications. My point to you is any good that we do comes from God, and I thank him for it. I mean, even my pastor just yesterday had a funny story. The pastor here at the Anglican Ordinariate Parish, he comes up to me and he says, Terry, you know, you gave me your book. I read it. He said, I didn't know who you were. I said, well, now, what are you talking about, Father? He says, I can't believe it. You're, you helped me become a Catholic priest. You're recordings from St. Joseph Communications. He named a couple. And I said, well, Father, isn't it ironic? I think any good that we do comes from God, we thank him. So my point to you is it was Fulton Sheen 
who motivated me to start doing the recordings and distributing Catholic recordings. And I know for a fact, I know for a fact, hundreds of Catholic priests have told me the Called and Chosen series that was the priest retreat was instrumental in him becoming a Catholic priest because we distributed back, oh gosh, 30 years ago, I, I did a campaign and I distributed, I said, every Catholic priest in America gets that set of CDs or cassette tapes back then, I'm sorry, cassette tapes. And I know that it helped many priests live out their priesthood. So anyhow, that's why I'm so excited when Father Charles Merce said, hey, uh, let's get once a week a time where we could do the Life of Christ book and introduce people to the person of Christ through his writings because I can't think of a better person in my life that's touched me that can help people fall deep in love with Jesus. Now, that's my story. Now, Father, I just want to mention something uh, about the prefix of the book, prefix of the book of Life is Christ. Just the beginning, how Fulton Sheen says, Satan may appear in many disguises like Christ, and at the end of the world will appear as a benefactor or philanthropist, but Satan never has and never will appear with scars. Just what you were saying. <laughs> Just what you were saying. He says, only heaven's love can show the marks of love's greatest gift in a night forever past. He says, actually, there are only two philosophies of life. One is first the feast, then the headache. The other is first the fast and then the feast. So I, I would encourage people to get a copy of this book, even if you don't, you know, you're going to hear these shows because I'm convinced as, as great as Father Charles Murray is or what we're going to say here, uh, what's most important is that you read this book, The Life of Christ by Fulton Sheen, because he will introduce yeah, you to the Terry, of Christ. Terry, please don't tell them to count on my greatness. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say that the pre- uh, Listen, yeah. I've, I've, got to show, I've got to show them something. Yes. You see this? You see this? There it is. Yeah. Does it, are you it's seeing old. it on the monitor? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can see how old it is. Oh, yeah. Here's the, the life life of Christ. Yeah. Do you know who's, who's this, whose book this was originally? This was Terry Barber's book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was an old book, but I got a brand new it's, one in my hands now. Oh, you, so you sent me the old one. I, oh, you see how you one. are? Yeah. Well, you know what happened? I, I, I No, I treasure it. Father, it's held together by, by tape. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Because it's been used a lot. But you know what I want to say is I got so many books of Life of Christ from old Catholic um, libraries that people didn't want, especially I'll tell you the story. I got like four or five thousand books from Manresa Retreat House. And there were so many books of Fulton Sheen in there. So I never uh, I mean, I, I thought I had like six or seven copies of the Life of Christ. But the problem was I was always giving them to priests. I would always say, Father, this is a great book to to read, and you'll get many insights for your preaching. And uh, so when I went to look for it, I told my wife, I gave my old copy to Father Murr, but honey, could you help me find another copy of the Life of Christ? <laughs> and she looks and says, well, we don't have it, Terry. Well, I said, what? We don't have that? So I said, well, I know it's online, so I got a brand new book. But the point I'm trying to convey to people, it's available. It's not out of print, okay? So first of all, people could say, is it out of print? No. Well, Father, you know, your story of how Fulton Sheen, you know, the retreat uh, by, by Bishop Sheen, I'm a layman. I listened to those priest retreats, and I was moved by yeah. how he would communicate the love of the Eucharist. I mean, I'm a layman, and I do my best to make a daily holy hour before the Blessed Sacrament. And the only reason I, I do is because 
Fulton Sheen told me this is going to help me be a better follower of Jesus Christ by spending time before the Blessed Sacrament. So I want to recommend to our listeners, even if it's 15 minutes a day, a half hour a day, that silent time before the Blessed Sacrament, there's nothing better. You know, absolutely, absolutely. But but also, you hit you hit another point. You hit Tell two me. points that are great. Tell me. Two, well, you're always hitting. No, it's Shane. I'm going for it. First thing is, the first thing that I, I would recommend to anyone who's yep. listening to purchase The Life of Christ, oh, yeah. the book. Uh, there's Tapes are wonderful. Yeah. Tapes are what helped me uh, get reappointed with Bolton J. Sheen and all. But reading, reading really penetrates the soul and the and the intellect. It, it really does. Amen. Father, let me interrupt time. you. We got a quick yeah. break in five seconds. Stay with us. We're talking about the life of Christ with Colton Sheen. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. I hope you're enjoying this conversation about the life of Christ using Fulton Sheen's new, his book. I want to say something that I don't normally, I usually say I'm too blessed to be stressed, but I want to say I'm too inspired to be tired, okay? It's five o'clock in the morning out here in California, and I feel like I'm ready to rock and roll. Why? Because I'm talking about the life of Christ. I'm too protected to be dejected, and I'm too renewed (laughs) to be subdued. You like that, Father? I too, too protected to be rejected. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know why? Terry, yeah, I, I th- sometimes I think you don't sleep at nights. No, no, uh, I sleep hard. Medit- yeah. Meditating on, on what to say, on, on these new sayings and all. Yeah, I just... You, you've, like, got, you've, you've got this going 100%. Well, it's because I enjoy... First of all, Father, is there anything greater? I know Benedict XVI said this. There's nothing greater in life and to introduce pers- a person to the person of Jesus Christ. Nothing. It's just well, that's, that's absolutely true. Yep. That's absolutely true. Let's continue your, your point you were making before we got interrupted by the break. Go ahead, Father. Well, you've got to help me to remember what the point well, you was. Were, I told you. you, were, you, were, you were, I, t- Terry, Terry, I've got a very good memory, but it's awfully short. <laughs> and I hope people are under... If you just tuned in, folks, what we're doing, some of you were halfway through the show, and we're talking... What are you guys talking about? Well, we're talking about the life of Christ with Fulton Sheen, a book that he wrote, you know, 60, 70 years ago about introducing people to Jesus Christ. We both have been touched by Fulton Sheen. And we we just want to, we've both have talked about how Fulton Sheen touched us in our personal life and how we want to pass that on, pass the baton on. I mean, let's just be honest, Father. If you went to a place in, in, wherever you went to a restaurant and they they gave you a great meal, you're probably going to talk about, hey, go to Bocelli's, restaurant they've got great italian uh you know and uh, spaghetti or whatever they have that's just really outstanding so you tell people well what about our catholic faith see this is what we're trying to engage catholics to say wait a minute we got the greatest treasure our catholic faith yeah. and we're not going to tell people about it well fulton sheen encouraged all especially us lay people to help save the church. Yeah, he said that back in 1973. He said, who's going to save the church when there's all these crazy things that were going on after the council? And they're still going on, especially in the last 10 years. And so you got that right. Fulton you got Sheen, that right. Yeah, he's asking us to call priests to live their vocation properly. Bishops, everyone, in the clergy, because it's our role as lay people to save the church through asking our leadership 
to be faithful. Because, Father, this is on my side note, but every Catholic priest made a promise at the altar, just like I made an, a promise to my wife in, in marriage that I would be faithful to her all my life. I have to keep that promise. And I say this about priests. They have to keep their promises they made at the ordination. What is one of them? That you would pass on the deposit of faith. And I can't think of well, a better well, priest has passed on the deposit of faith than Archbishop Fulton Sheen. I can think of one. I can think of one who's who's learning to be a Fulton J. Sheen. Yeah. He's a novice in the Sheenian school. Uh-huh. And that would be Bishop Bishop Strickland. Oh yeah. Well, can I tell you something? I just have a letter here. He understands he understands what the deposit of faith is, yeah, yeah. how precious it is, and 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 the cost of uh, of defending it. Yeah, we yeah. call him America's bishop. And uh just Fantastic, to make a commercial man. right now, I'm gonna be in uh I'm gonna be in Texas at Tyler, Texas on the first and second of September for a defending the faith conference, and Bishop Strickland will be there, obviously it's his diocese, and he'll be speaking on the deposit of faith. But I want to just recommend to people, go to the Diocese of Tyler's website, and there's a letter, August 22nd, the Queenship of Mary. Uh, this letter has gone around the world. It's basically a letter uh, to his flock and reestablishing the fundamentals of the church, saying that we're in crisis and that uh, things that are going on in the church are, he calls it, um, and this is schismatic. That's a strong word. But he's talking about the situation with the Senate coming up in October. And so I, I, I think of Archbishop Joseph Strickland because he's playing a role that Fulton Sheen played by being outspoken with the truths of the faith. So I just want to encourage people to write. As a matter of fact, I did a whole hour show on the letter with Bishop Sheen. I'm excuse me, with Bishop uh, Joseph Tyler. Bishop Joseph Strickland of Tyler, Texas, last Wednesday will air on Tuesday. So you might want to listen to that show because uh, he's making a lot of, of uh, headway with the teachings of the church. And I think he's being very much like what Father Merger said, a Fulton Sheen because of his care for the flock. I think Fulton Sheen really, really cared for the salvation of souls and would not let anything get in the way of that. And I think Bishop he did indeed. That. He did indeed. Continue, he helped, he helped, he helped any number of Oh, of yeah. people individually also without yeah. uh, besides radio and, and television. Father, can I just throw one more one more story about Fulton Sheen? What you just said, it reminded me of something. And that is how Fulton Sheen would reach out to non-Catholics. And this is something Absolutely. we need to do. I'll never forget the story. Uh, it's um, a story that he was on his way to Thailand to, to build a church. He was the director of the Propagation of the Faith. This was in the 1960s. And as he was on the plane, he was coming back from just you know, re re looking at some uh, situation in Thailand that there was leprosy there and they needed to build a church and they needed a community of nuns and priests to help serve the people there. And on his way back, there was this beautiful blonde uh, waitress. Or she, I call him stewardess back then. And she was serving Bishop Sheen. And Bishop Sheen said to her, you, my friend, have the apostolate of beauty. You're a beautiful girl. Yeah, Bishop Sheen wasn't blind. And he said, you know, I just came back from Thailand. I'm coming back from Thailand. And there's a leprosy, leprosy colony that I'm helping establish a church there. They would love someone like you to serve there and serve those people because you're so beautiful. Have you 
have you ever thought about becoming, because you know, she wasn't Catholic, have you ever thought about becoming Catholic? And the woman was taken back and like, well, I'm like, no. And Fulton gives her a card and says, well, if you ever go into New York someday and you think you want to know more about the person of Jesus Christ, let me know and we'll talk. Well, a year later, that woman came to Bishop Sheen and said, you remember me? I, well, Bishop Sheen's like, of course I remember you. I don't, you're a beautiful girl. What can I tell, do for you? Well, you gave me this card saying that you could help me if I ever wanted to become Catholic. So Fulton Sheen started giving her convert courses, personal convert courses. She ends up sure. becoming a Catholic. And about two years after she becomes Catholic, she contacts Bishop Sheen and says, Bishop Sheen, do you remember you were talking to me years ago about the, the uh, people in Thailand who have leprosy and that you thought that it would be wonderful if I spent my life as a nun there, uh, you know, serving those people? Well, I really feel like God's calling me to become a nun and I would think that, that that's been on my mind. I'd like to you know, see if, that, if, if there's an order that specifically you know, does what you're talking about doing. So Bishop Sheen puts her in connection with the sisters. She ends up becoming a nun, and she spends the rest of her life in Thailand serving the leper colony. That's the kind of guy Fulton Sheen is. I mean, does it get any better than that, Father? You know... Uh... Sheen also made made a, a great observation. Tell us. He said, fire is a symbol that's used in scripture an awful lot. Mm -hmm. He said, fire has two properties. Okay. It gives off light. Yep. And it gives off heat. Mm -hmm. He said, it seems to me that we Catholics have the light. Yeah, we lost our fire. We lost our, yeah. But he said, evangelical Protestants have the heat. Of course, of course. They have, they have the passion. Yeah. And they, they're out there. But, you know, I don't think you have to go door to door asking people if they want to be Catholic. Right. That's, that's, not, that's not what's, no. that, that, that's never been our approach. No, no, what our approach is, though, is when you can, bring the subject up. Of course. Look, I had a, I had a great grandfather. Mm -hmm. He wasn't my real great-grandfather. My great-grandfather had died, and my great-grandmother remarried. I got it. Right? And uh, she was an eccentric, just an eccentric, eccentric, crazy woman. I loved her. But uh, <laughs> she woke up one day and said she had to divorce him. Oh, my gosh. After they had been married for, for 10 or 15 years. Yeah. Her first husband had died, of course. And he said, divorce, what for? He said, she said, well, you're not Catholic. She said, he said, well, why in the world after 15 years of marriage would that come to you? Now? She said, my father appeared to me last night in a dream, and he said, leave that heathen. Oh, my gosh. That is All right. amazing story. Well, anyway, it, was, it caused a whole stir. And, sure. and my father, her grandson, yeah. went to go see her to, to calm situations down. Yeah. And he said to his his, his uh, you know, her husband, yeah, George. Sure. Well, George, have you ever thought of becoming a Catholic? He said, well, I could do that. And my dad said, well, why haven't you? He said, nobody asked. It happened to my grandfather. Yep, <laughs> seriously, yep, seriously. Yep, he said, exactly. nobody ever asked yep. me. Yep, yep, yep. Now, you know, well, Father, I mean, that's, that's, what we've got to, that's what we've got to get over. We have to ask. We have to ask. Exactly. To be more inviting. And I want to just mention that we do have a day with Fulton Sheen coming up October 14th. 
Dr. Howard in his dissertation on the world's first love book. That was his dissertation to get his PhD. He's coming to share that knowledge and to promote the beatification of Fulton Sheen. Matthew Arnold's going to talk about how what Father Murr said at the beginning of the show, show how Fulton Sheen brings to mystic philosophy. What do I mean by to mystic philosophy? St. Thomas Aquinas's, you know, uh, philosophy into the common Joe. Nobody does it better than Fulton Sheen. And then I'll be no one. I'll be speaking no about the, the 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 story that I just gave about the uh, the young woman, the stewardess becoming a nun. Uh, these are going to be stories about apostolic evangelization that Fulton Sheen did. That's going to be October 14th, a day with Fulton Sheen. And anywhere in the world, people can watch this because we're going to be streaming the presentations. And I have a priest. He's now 79 years old. I met him years ago, who, when he was 14 years old, are you ready for this, Father? Read the life of Christ. He was a Buddhist. Oh, wow. And he became Catholic and then a Catholic priest today. He's going to tell his story. So join us on the Dave with Fulton Sheen by going to vmpr.org, Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Sign up for that conference. Whether you're halfway around the world, you still can sign up and enjoy that. When we come back, we'll talk more about the life of Christ with Fulton Sheen. I have Father Charles Murray. He's made a commitment every Monday on the Terry and Jesse Show to talk about the life of Christ. Stay with us, family. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back. This is Monday. Father Charles Murr filling in for Jess every Monday to talk about the life of Christ by Archbishop Fulton Sheen. And I got to tell you, Father, this, this, this show went by so fast. We, this introduction day, uh, show for this. Terry, Terry, we haven't even, we haven't even gotten to I know. chapter one. I know, we haven't. And I just want to ask you, Father, again, sure. uh, how, I mean, we're going to read, we're going to, you know, we have the section for, for, uh, for next week, um, the, the only person ever pre-announced. That's a teaser. Uh, why the uniqueness of Christ? And I think that, uh, Father, this is important because I, one of the things that Bishop Joseph Strickland pointed out that uh, needed to be pointed out in the church, that chapter by Bishop Sheen is going to be outstanding. This letter that Bishop Strickland wrote to his flock and to the world, he points out that Christ established one church, the Catholic Church, and therefore only the Catholic Church provides the fullness of Christ's truth and the authentic path to his salvation for all of us. And I, I mention this is that we live in a time right now, there's so much confusion. I think the, but the life of Christ is going to help people really have a grasp of Catholic teachings and the union. Well, you know, you know why, Terry, you're absolutely right. But let me, let me, let me, Tell let me. me. Let me tell you why. Let me I'm tell you here. why you're right, Terry. <laughs> okay, I'm all ears. Yeah, first, first of all, it, it, I just remembered that when we ended one of the segments with that remark that the priest made that a man like Fulton J. Sheen is antiquated. That's what he said. Yep. Nobody listens to him anymore. Uh, uh, let me just say this. Tell me. Uh, then so is Christ. Yeah, exactly. Christ, if Christ is also antiquated. You know, he lived. He lived uh, two thousand years ago. Why would you listen to a man who lived who lived uh, two thousand years ago? Uh, Fulton J. Sheen is anything but antiquated. And do you know why? 
Tell me. Because being taught the truth, and the truth is not antiquated. The truth is forever. Amen. It is from beginning to end the truth. We have a problem going on right now that began with moral relativism. There you go. You nailed it. Probably in the 1960s, yep. maybe in the late 50s, moral relativism. And, and I'll, I'll pinpoint the moral relativism. It came, the moral relativism problem or, or spirit came out of one thing, and it was the artificial birth control pill. There you go. That's when everything, that's when everyone started thinking, well, maybe, maybe it's right to have sex now that it's safe. Yeah, I get it. Now that, now that it's safe. Okay. So we went into this whole thing of relativism. Uh, everything is relative. Everything is relative. Well, it's not. And this is the problem. Our, our problem as Catholics is that the Catholic Church at large bought into this. Yeah. Sad and, we started, and we started preaching yeah. relativism. And we started preaching why did I want to get into the life of Christ by Fulton J. Sheen? Because the way he presents the person of Jesus Christ is who Christ is. Man. Right? It's not, when you, you get into the relativism, look, I was in college during the period of relativism. Oh, yeah. And the only Christ that I heard preached was an effeminate little twit. Pardon me. No, it's that's, true. That's the way, that's that. the way yeah. they presented Christ. Yep. He sort of walked around in sandals and uh, 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 lifted babies up in the air and just blessed everyone. And he was a hippie. Christ was a hippie. I remember well, those days. Yep. Well, no, he isn't. He's anything but a hippie. Yep. Christ, Christ was a man, a strong man, a full man. And, and he also was not morally relative. He had principles that he taught, and he made them the base of the Catholic Christian life. So what we're doing here is we are, we are throwing away, throwing out that silly Christ that was presented as a hippie. Yeah. Uh, the, the Christ who never judges. Yeah. The Christ who just is all merciful, who never judges, who, who just loves who accepts you the way you are, where you are, how you are. Everything is fine with that Christ. That's not the Christ we're going to be seeing in this, in this series. We are seeing the Christ, that, that, the, the true Christ that is, and the only Christ that is. And Sheen, Sheen absolutely gets into his character, into his personality so beautifully and describes him probably better than I've ever heard him describe. I, Divorced myself in the 1970s when I when I started listening to Sheen's to Sheen's spirituality. Yep, Father, I divorced my I divorced myself from that silly Christ. Yes, thank you. Of the 1960s, mm -hmm. I said this is nonsense, and then and then I began to understand why people were not following Christ. Right, why people were leaving the church because they're getting they're getting fluff. Yep. They're getting fluff you rather than, than, as my dad used to say, meat, potatoes, and gravy. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, they, they weren't getting the real substantial Christ. 
They were getting somebody, somebody's interpretation. And usually the people who were interpreting Christ as this moral, morally relative being yeah. were themselves living very, let me just be, let me be charitable here. Yeah. Questionable, questionable lives. You know, Father, what you just told me. Well, moral lives. Yeah, what, okay? you, what you just said, I have a priest friend, and you know him, and I'll just mention his name. Monsignor Harris was ordained in 1972, oh, sure, sure. a couple years before sure. you. Yes. He told me just Wednesday. Yes, he said, Terry, you know, moral relativism was alive and well uh, when I was in the seminary in the early 70s, late 60s, okay? Sure. He said that sure. the professor of, the rector of the seminary told the young men that Christ did not know he was God, okay? <laughs> I know, it's funny. Listen, listen, Terry, 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 listen to how stupid that is. Yeah, I know. Listen, listen to how stupid that is. Do you know that Christ is God? Yes. Do you, do you, Terry Barber, know that? Yes. Well, I, Charles Murr, also know that. Yes. You and I, you and I knew more that Christ is. We know that Christ is God, but Christ didn't know it. <laughs> that's so. Wow, cool. that, 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 that's that's good. That's good. That's rich. Well, it's just that his point was. He said modernism had affected the seminary way back then when he was. Sure it did. And I sure asked him, "Well, Fawad Senior, how is it that you got through?" The seminary when they were undermining the faith that's what i would call it that's undermining the catholic faith sure. and he said my parents because i would go back home uh you know for home visit <laughs> and i would tell my parents and his dad was right. i can't say what his dad said on the radio but his dad said that's you know, horse manure uh you know <laughs> yeah i'd say you don't yeah. listen to that tell them you know just just disregard that and you you continue to get your formation so he said my that's dad right. would straighten me out you know, when I would come home for home visits, when I would talk about the stuff they were trying to tell me, he said, just disregard it. He said, that's, that's not what the Catholic Church teaches. So I find that <laughs> ironic that mom and dad would have to, you know, give the true faith when you would expect that the seminary would give you good formation. And then this is what I think Fulton Sheen did for the last part of his life, Father. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I read that he made, and when he was retired, he, re he wanted to go and do priest retreats in his retirement years to try and influence the next generation of priests to really understand Christ and him crucified, <clears throat> the Eucharist, the Blessed Mother. Am I on to something? Isn't that what he did? Absolutely, absolutely. And he, and he changed a lot of lives. Yeah. Any priests that you listen to, mm -hmm. look, I've, I've been in, uh, assigned to many parishes in, in New York. Yeah. Uh, in around the world, mm -hmm. it, it's 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 beautiful. It's heartwarming when you get to a parish, mm -hmm. and two two of the five priests who are assigned to the parish. Yeah, I've been in parishes with five priests, if you can imagine. Yeah, not to, not any not longer, now. but that's mm -hmm. two of the five make a holy hour daily. That's impressive. I didn't I didn't have to ask where they got that idea. Yeah, of course not. I didn't have to ask. I knew immediately. So Sheen. Sheen left uh, a very, very good and deep impression, and he's more relevant today than ever before because he understood what everybody should be understanding. The truth is one, the truth is absolute, and the truth does not change. And the truth sets us free, and everybody wants to be free, yep. and that's why it's important. We have two minutes left. I just want to tease people for next week, <clears throat> chapter one. The only person ever pre-announced. And I want to point out why is that so important? Because what, what Fulton Sheen is going to do 
is set up, we call it set up the claimants. In other words, what's everybody say about who they are as a founder of religion? And then we're going to look at <clears throat> what Fulton Sheen will do, and that is uh, show us in common sense that the Catholic Church is unique because it is established by God. And that's the difference between other religions. And, you know, people are going to say, oh, you're beating up on... No, it's just the truth that we are... And I want to recommend a, a little bit of a homework assignment for next week. <clears throat> it's not a long document. It's called Dominus Jesus. It was a document that put out by the Vatican <clears throat> with Cardinal Ratzinger in the year 2000. It's, it's, you can find it on the Internet. And it's, yes. it teaches the uniqueness of the Catholic Church. And I think it'll be tied into chapter 1. Father, your final thoughts before we have about a minute and 20 seconds. My final thoughts. For the day, for this my, my final thoughts are, are simply this, yes. Terry. Yes. When you and I were talking about this, we've been talking about it for a, at That's least true. a month. Oh, of course. If not, if not more, about doing this kind of a program. Right. The the reason that I wanted to do it was what I just mentioned uh, a few minutes ago. Yeah. I'd like people to have the idea of the proper Christ. Amen. Now you can say, well, who is Father Murray to tell me who Jesus Christ is? Who is Father Murray? Mm -hmm. It's not Father Murray. It's not me at all. Nope. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, if I'm a stumble block to anybody, turn me off. Exactly. But, but I'm telling you, what I'm telling you is what has been taught for 2,000 years. This is fantastic. You this got is fantastic. And not only 2,000 years, because as Fulton Sheen is going to show beautifully, uh, it's been taught for 3,000 years, 4,000 years, 5,000 years. Yep. There was a whole there was a whole preparation for this. It's magnificent. The person of Christ is so important. Here's the deal. If you are not Christocentric, yeah. if Christ is not the center of your religious life, I could say your life, but certainly your religious life, you're lost. Amen. Father, how about a I don't know, blessing? I don't know where you're going. Hey, well said. How about a blessing for our, our listeners, please? Thank you so much. God our bless, Terry. And thank you for Next sharing. week, same time, same station. You took the words out of my mouth. And don't forget, Our Lady of Fatima said souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. This is perfect timing. Make a sacrifice for a soul. Fulton Sheen would say that often, and that's why we say it. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll look forward to next week's Life of Christ.